Welcome back, everyone. This is uh, episode seven of the SNS Sports Podcast. I'm your ho- I'm your host Sal Mart, my co-host Samuel Gus. All right, uh, for this week's episode, we're going to be doing a week eighteen score recap because we did not post last week. Um, so sorry about that. Just get a little busy. Um, then we're going to be doing some wild card weekend predictions, uh, score predictions. Then we're going to talk about the Steelers a little bit. Uh, we're going to get into the NBA, talk a little bit about the Cam Reddish trade that just happened, All-Star game, uh, Clay's returns, and uh, Lance Stevenson. And we'll do some NFL awards and then finish it out with the uh, NBA games to watch. Okay, for our first segment, we're going to re- recap a little bit of uh, the Week 18 games. Um, so for the Week 17 games, um, for those totals, which was a while ago, I went 13 to 16. Samuel went 12 to 16, which brought our totals to mine was 53 and 90. Samuel's was 59 and 90. Um, for week 18, we really didn't have like, we just kind of went with uh, who we had. We both had nine out of the 16 for week 18, um, which brought our season totals. Mine, I ended with 62 and 106. And then Samuel ended with 68. And one of, oh, 68 out of 106. So, I mean, we're pretty close. Um, but for this week, um, to start it off, Chiefs and Broncos. I mean, I thought personally, I thought it was a good game for uh, Drew Locke. He looked pretty decent out there running-wise. Um, just trying to keep his foot in the door. I think he is a serviceable backup quarterback, but I just think he's a backup quarterback. Um, and then I mean, he got really close to beating the Chiefs. I mean, well, yeah, but do they? They had the lead, and then all of a sudden they let them. They gave up off the gas. Yeah, but it, it, like, do they think? Well, actually, yeah, I think. Well, Drew Lock is a good backup, but I, Denver. And the draft is going to be able to pick one of those quarterbacks this year. That's if they think they like one of those quarterbacks. I know. Not, I know the the Broncos fired their head coach too after the season was over. Yeah. So, um, the Eagles and Cowboys wasn't very important. Um, just because the team that had the higher seating, some re- for some reason, played all their starters. And the team with the lower seating didn't. Um, the, the Eagles just sat everyone, had Gardner Minshew thrown with the special this practice squad. So the Cowboys blew the score. I mean, blew the doors off of them. It was like 50, 51 or 26. So, I mean. Uh, maybe, it might have been 51-24. Oh, no, it was 26. Oh, was it 26? Yeah, and then Broncos and Chiefs was 28-24. They were close. Then the Packers-Lions was 37-30. Yeah. I'd have to say that was a is a good you know like Dan Dan Campbell he came out and they were like oh man this team ain't gonna win nothing I mean obviously the Packers aren't gonna go out full steam yeah and play all their starters when they already have the number one seed locked I still up. think that this is a really good win for the the Lions because why not go out of the season the feel good win, win feel good feel good uh, divisional win well yeah also it, they don't have the number one pick anymore so now it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Speaking of the Jaguars, they beat the Colts twenty-six to eleven. Um, the teams that were relying on the Jags to beat the Colts or the Steelers were the and Steelers the and the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, we know how that turned out. 
So big shout out to the Jags. And I think, you know, this is another, you know, like another team that didn't have a head coach because theirs got, you know, fired. Fired. So I think this is like a good end of the season feel good, feel, feel good win, beat a divisional rival. Nice. Yeah. Uh, football team at Giants, 22-7. to Giants fired their head coach. I mean, there's nothing more. Well, no, when they didn't fire their head coach right away. They yeah. But came out and said, nah, we're going to stick with him. But then a couple weeks later, they end up firing him. So they're going to team that's going to need a head coach. And a new general manager, too. Yeah, their general manager just retired. And Kevin Colbert's Kevin Colbert's going to retire soon. And the Steelers. So they might, they're going to need a new GM. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, but that wasn't really a highlight game. Uh, Washington got the job done against a team that literally looks like they don't know what's happening. Yep. They need a bunch of help. They need help on offensive. Also, I just read somewhere that Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley's futures are up in the air. I mean, I would expect uh um I would expect uh Saquon to go somewhere else just because I don't think he's gonna wanna run behind that anymore. Mm-mm. I mean what would be some landing spots for Saquon if he doesn't wanna stay in New York? Um, I would definitely say, like, if you're getting, like, roster turned around. I would um, say Miami would be a nice destination. Miami's a good destination, um, especially because it won't be in the cold. So, it's arthritis that I guarantee you is already starting. Uh, what it about Atlanta? Would Atlanta um, be if nice? he really – Atlanta's a good spot. But, I mean, if he really wants to go for the gold, why not go to Buffalo? I yeah, mean, they have a he, decent, they have a decent really running back. Play, but, what about what – about, uh, Tampa. 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 I mean, they look like they're going to be – they look pretty comfortable with Leonard Fournette. Yeah, but say they want to just sign Barkley and say, hey, come to Tampa. You got to we'll think about all the money they keep sh- shelling out, though. Yeah. I, I could see well, him doing something do- like that later in his career, but right now is like the money-collecting time. So. Yeah. Well, for a running back, yeah, because they know their lifespans aren't – they don't play that long. Yeah. Um, I'd say, you know – Another good destination. I mean, what about the Chargers? Chargers have Austin Eckler. What Dude, about the Rams? They have Cam Akers and all that. Nah, and nah. then, obviously, the Cardinals are good on running yeah. backs. Um, I mean, the 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 Texans would make sense, but that's if like they're not ready. They're yet. not ready, and I mean, I guess if um, Deshaun Watson never got in like any legal issues and they went out and they got Saquon Barkley to play with Deshaun Watson and Brandon yeah. Cooks. I mean, that'd be a good team. But I mean at the end of the day that unfortunately is in shambles. Mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor is pretty decent, but at the end of the day you can't ask someone that's at his age and performance level to do something with a yeah. team like that. Uh Vikings Bears, that was seventeen and thirty one. The Vikings chewed out the Bears. Um Titans, Texans. That was 28-20. It got close. That was. They lost. The Titans, they didn't get that first, that first yeah, round by. Yeah, the Chiefs would have had it. And the thing that's nice about having the first round by is now it's, Derrick Henry could make his return, which uh-huh. is a good. Uh, Steelers, Ravens. We all knew how that turned out. That was. That was a 
16-3. Uh, Browns, Bengals. 16-13. Or 16 to 13. Yeah. Game game winning field goal. Um, Chris Brown as well. I'm really glad that that wasn't Ben's last game because that was pathetic. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I remember Randy Bros gave out free Permani sandwiches for anybody that had the name Chris. Yes. <laughs> uh, Browns, Bengals. I say, you know, that one. Case Keenum. First of all, I think they should have an open quarterback debate. Yeah, let's let him battle out with Baker Mayfield. Because also I read that Baker Mayfield, I mean, people are thinking maybe the Washington football team should try to go get Baker Mayfield. Maybe Baker Mayfield just needs a change of scenery. Yeah, I mean, they say they want to hold on to him, but you never know in the NFL. Uh, Rams 49ers. That was for playoff implications. That was 40, a good game. The 49ers had to win to get into the playoffs. Or the Saints would have got in. And yeah. 49ers had a really uh, – Jimmy G looked horrible in the first half. Well, Jimmy G's another guy I feel like the Steelers could try to look at. Yeah. Um, I just uh, – I definitely have to say that Debo Samuel's lethal. Um, uh, Bucks, Panthers – that wasn't really much. That was like no one 41. Cares. Yeah. I mean, uh, the only highlight about that was Rob Gronkowski got his million dollars. Yeah, because Brady stayed in just to get it for him. Yeah. Uh, I was watching that. I was watching the Wired weekend, week 18 Wired. Yeah. And he's like, I need one more. Like, oh, you need one more. I gotcha. And then um, uh, Rob Gronkowski looks at the scoreboard. He's like, 41? Where did that come from? <laughs> Uh, uh, Cardinals Seahawks. I that think, one really didn't matter because the Seahawks weren't making the playoffs anyway. Good, good feel good end of the year win. Um, uh, Pete Carroll's still under question. Yes, Russell Wilson might request a trade too. I feel like, I feel like there's team, I feel like teams that could get Russell Wilson. I feel like, uh, the Seahawks. Could trade him to like the Eagles because the Eagles have like three first round picks they could use if they don't see. I do, I think I can't get too mad at that just because like the Eagles could trade two of their first round picks and they would still have a first round pick. They can trade so, away Jalen Hurts. Well, yeah, they the Seahawks would want like a quarterback in exchange, and the thing is. The Philadelphia Eagles kind of really – they do kind of have a win-now roster. Yeah. And then – I feel like Russell Wilson could help. Russell Wilson can, you know, push it to the edge. But I, I think Jalen like, Hurts is a t- quarterback you can't underestimate because he's But the thing is with that, good. the Eagles would have to trade two first-round picks and Jalen Hurts to the Seahawks to get Russell Wilson. That's a win-now mentality. What do you think the Rams did when they were acquiring uh, Matthew, Matthew Stafford? Stafford. So – Look where they're at. Um, they look pretty good. Um, they keep making uh, moves like that. Yeah. But I'd say, you know, Jalen Hurts went to Seattle. Obviously, they're probably going to get rid of Pete Carroll. Yeah, new new head coach. Um, I feel like, you know, we could we could see a different – I mean, that's a young core. Um, yeah. Like uh, DK Metcalf, Rashard Penny had a pretty good uh, Well, actually, Rashard Penny is actually a guy on the, a list I would want to talk about. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously had no meaning. Uh, Patriots, Dolphins. 
that had I don't know if that had any, that didn't really have any effect on the Patriots but... just placement wise. Yeah, but, I mean, again, Dolphins ended above five hundred, and then of yep. course they fired Brian uh, Brian Flores Their for head some reason. Coach for no reason <laughs> made no sense at all, but whatever. Uh, Saints Falcons that didn't really mean anything for either team. Neither did the Bills and the Jets. Well, the Falcons, I think it uh, it got the head coach some experience. Uh, I mean, under his full season. Saints uh, don't beat them by 10. Uh, Bill's Jets didn't mean anything. It just affected the AFC East for them to win. And then um, and then Chargers, Raiders, we all know how that went. Yeah. That, I mean, the thing the thing is, I was I was like, there's no way they'd go to a tie. And, of course, somehow, somehow. Somehow went to a tie. Then it ended up in overtime. And then – uh, people kept shouting, "Go for the tie, kneel down, everybody!" I, like they were like trying to get them to kneel, like they wanted them to tie. Um, and then they kept cutting to all the Steelers fans in the crowd because there were some Steelers fans, and they, you could see their faces, like all their nerve, like they were nervous and they were excited, then they were nervous, then they're nervous still. And then they showed like a some fan had like. Tie, go for tie, tie, and then they didn't tie because uh, the Chargers head coach, who really should have his job on the freaking yeah, somehow question. he went for it. This like, guy, he went what for an a, idiot. What was it? First, fourth, and goal or something, or fourth and something. I can't. It was a fourth down play, and they went for it, and it didn't work. I mean, I mean, some of those plays you gotta have to go for because I mean, you know the result. Well, yeah, their if you get it, was on the line. if you get it, you look like a genius. If you don't get it, you're an idiot. That's how it always looks when you make those. Um, yeah. Moves. And then he took he took a timeout, and I guess the Raiders might have just got offended, ran the ball. Jacobs got the first down, and yep. then Carlson and came the out. Carlson came out and kicked it. Booted it right down the middle. Steelers fans. Um, Start donating to his charities. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean that was a good win. Um, I was definitely uh, nervous the entire night um, to not only be watching uh, the Steelers almost lose to the Ravens, and then... There was like three overtime games within that last week. There was the 49ers-Rams, there was the Steelers-Ravens, and then there was the... Chargers and Raiders. They all went into overtime. The thing is, is I have to say I, I do give a lot of respect to the Chargers. I mean, not the Chargers, the Raiders. Um, you got to think, as soon as John Gruden, Henry Ruggs, all the issues that they had all season long, yeah, they kinda, everyone kind of threw their season out the window, and they were always in it. Like, I mean, obviously they weren't in, like, the picture, but they were under everyone, and they had some notable wins this season. Yeah, so, and they are in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs, say. and then why not go out and beat the Chargers, who were supposed to be? It was one of the rivals. I mean, why they not? were also heavily favored to be in the playoffs too. I mean, yeah, I mean the Chargers and the Colts both not in the playoffs, and those yeah. teams were good. But I mean, it's, I mean, I guess I mean, I guess do we want to get into the wild card games right immediately? Well, yeah, we can get into those.
All right, for our next segment we have, we're going to talk about the wild card games that are happening this weekend. All right, for the first game, wild card game, we have the Bengals versus the Raiders. I have the Bengals winning because I just think who's going to start Jamar Chase. I'm going with the Raiders. I think they'll ride their high tail. Um, I don't think they'll make it too far, but you got to think like this team. This team's been counted out, you know, and just no one really believed in them. So let's just why not, you know, keep going. Um, well, I don't know how many points are they favored by the Raiders. I feel like a lot of these teams are going to be like favored. Like a lot of those teams that these people didn't think were supposed to be in the playoffs. They're going to be heavily underdogs. I know. Like underdogs in their, their respective games. I know the Steelers are like a 13-point. Like down there, they're 13-point. Um, hold on, I'm, I'll pull it up, and we'll get, we'll get a number on it. So they have um I think Cincinnati at um 5.5 points. I'm not probably not reading this right though. Okay. Uh if the, I mean so under a touchdown I mean I could see the Raiders winning. I mean, I could see them winning by a field goal. Yeah, so I have the score 28-24. Um, you guys got to think um, the Bengals are young. They haven't been in the postseason. Yeah, they get... And, I mean, the Raiders haven't been in the postseason, but they got a lot of older um, veteran guys. Veteran dudes on their team. So that's why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with uh, – I'm going to roll with the Raiders. All right, next is Bills versus Patriots. I have the Bills winning, even though I the Patriots, Patriots defense is really good, but I just think who's gonna stop Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs? I'm gonna go with the Bills. Um, I'm gonna go twenty to fourteen. Um, I do think that the obviously. Bill Belichick's going to put up um, – he's going to go and try to win. He's going to make it hard for the Bills, but I just – I don't think that the uh, Patriots rookie quarterback, Mac Jones, is going to be able to service against the uh, Bills, who have a lot more playoff experience because that team's been out there for a while. Yeah. Next is Bucks at Bucks, – Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Philadelphia Eagles. I have Tampa Bay winning. This game, because I just think it's because it's Tom Brady. I mean, he has like most postseason win, or like he has, he's like number one in every postseason category. I think. I think. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Bucks too, just because the Eagles also have a really young roster, and Tom Brady is very, very, very good in the postseason. This is his time um, to shine. So I'll go with him. I'm gonna give the Bucks 31 to 17. Um, I do think the Eagles would probably put up a good matchup with them, but at the end of the day, it's Tom Brady. Yeah. Postseason. 
Uh, next is Cowboys versus 49ers. I have the Cowboys winning because I think even though the 49ers uh, are they're very, their defense is very good, but I just think the way the Cowboys and those receivers are going to be able to put up points versus – I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be able to put up – even though Debo Samuel uh, could do it all for them. He could play, but I just think uh, the, the, those receivers for the Cowboys – are going to be able to play really well and run through the 49ers' corners. Um, I'm going to go with the 49ers. I think the Cowboys are frauds. Um, I'm making a bold prediction here. Um, young defense um, versus a um, an older offense. I mean, they're pretty young, but like there's still a couple guys on there. I think the 49ers just – like I said, like they went against a pretty good defense last week, and they barely won, but yeah. they got the win. Um, so I think they can continue to do what they need to do, and the Cowboys have a good defense. I think, you know, at the end of the day, we'll see what Jimmy G can really do. Don't be surprised the Cowboys win, but um, I'm going to go 28-21, 49ers. All right, next is Steelers versus Chiefs. I have the Steelers winning because I think the Steelers love to have that underdog mentality. The under being, they, I think the Steelers love being underdogs because they know that people count them out, and then when they are counted out, they always figure out, always figure out a way to win. And so I think the Steelers are figure out a way to beat, get to Patrick Mahomes, and throw off his rhythm and able to force the defense to get some turnovers overs to wield that the Steelers to the victory and have Ben play one more game. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Um, I'm going to keep it um, pretty simple here. This team is going to be underlooked. Um, a lot of teams don't think they're supposed to be here. Like a lot, everyone thinks that we're not supposed to be here, and we're in. We're here. We beat out the 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 guy the the Colts, the best running back in the league. We beat out the we beat out the Chargers, who arguably have one of the best young cores in the league, one of the best defenses. I mean, one of the young offensive best quarterbacks. Core. They have a young, whatever. They have a young. They're young over there, and they have young coaching and all that other junk. Um, so they look – they beat the Chiefs – they beat the Chiefs too almost twice if it wasn't for Travis Kelsey. Um, so, I mean, I don't I don't think it's going to be a pretty game. I think it's going to be one of the ugliest games you'll probably watch. Um, I'm going to go with the Steelers 21-20. to 20. I think T.J. Watt has to get to Patrick Mahomes and disrupt their offense, and then Ben just got to make some plays. He's just got to make quality throws, like quality throws on top of Najee running the ball hard. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they need to move to the run game. Um, the new O line setup that they have right now looks to be working really well. Um, we just need Ben to make some um, throws. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. Who knows if Juju is coming back or not? Because he just got activated. Well, not activated. He's he's in the 21-day um, stretch. So, if we do move on after this week, 
we could possibly see Juju return in the postseason. Um, yeah, give me the give me the Steelers. It's going to be an ugly game, but I, I I don't know. I think they're counting them out too much. They might play down to the competition. All right, and then our last game is the Monday night game. That's the Cardinals at the Rams. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams here, 34-31. I think the Cardinals are really – they're hurting without um, DeAndre Hopkins, who's been just ruled out. They might get J.J. Watt back, um, which I think would be huge. But at the end of the day, these are two inconsistent teams Dude. On both sides of the football, so it's a throw-up. It's a gamble. That's why I have it so close and such a high score. But I could see either team winning this, so I just had to pick the Rams. I have the Rams winning, too, because I just think the Rams' offense looks like it's clicking. And then, the, obviously, the Rams' defense has two of the best players in the best world. Best corner, best defensive yeah. So they're stacked both sides of the ball. Yeah. All right. All right. Now we're gonna do our some Steelers talk, talk about first. I have a, first part of the Steelers talk. We have uh, what do we think the Steelers offseason needs are? Are uh, also who should they, they try to sign or who should they try to re-sign? And also their draft needs needs right now all right so who should they try to sign or who should they try to re-sign i wrote down some of their free agents uh one of them one of the big ones on this list is joe hayden should they try to re-sign him i didn't get him Get him for a year or two. Um, don't give him like a huge extension. I I think you know in these past couple games he's really proved how much uh, we need him on our defense. Um, so I wouldn't mind having him around for a couple more years, but we don't know how much longer he's going to be able to play at the level he's at. So I, I, could go I mean, yeah, time. I agree with you. I think they should try to re-sign him. Maybe it's like a one-year deal, and then like they could like draft a young corner. And then have him like develop under Hayden for that one year, and then one they can let Hayden go and free agency, and then that young corner they drafted could uh, jump right in, and then he at least has experience. Uh, the next free agent I have for the Steelers, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, should they try to re-sign him? I think they should test the market before they sign Juju. Um, if they can find a good, reliable receiver that he's going to – they can pay because they do have a lot more like wiggle room, but obviously – Well, their cap space is going up. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But also, they have to worry about a quarterback. Um, so, I mean, if you're more heavy concerned about the quarterback or if you're just going to rock with Mason Rudolph, um, maybe look possibly at a Chris Godwin, maybe – um, but if not, Juju is always a reliable option at Pittsburgh. He'll come and he'll play. And I'm, I guarantee you, he said it for Christmas. He wanted to get a four-year a, deal. A four-year deal from the Steelers. So, all right. The next Steelers free agent I have is Akello Witherspoon. Should they try to re-sign him? Yes. Um, I think he's really proved. 
Uh, he's very out of the very few. He's been pretty consistent now that they're giving him more playing time. So why not? I mean, he's probably going to be at a cheap tag too, so it wouldn't hurt. Well, yeah, I think I think they could bump him outside and then bump Cam Sutton back inside where he's comfortable. And then you have Hayden Witherspoon Sutton on the ends there. And the next uh, free agent, Steelers free agent I have is this Travis Sign is Terrell Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds has really started to prove um, himself to be a pretty good player for the Steelers. I think he's been very impactful this year. The problem is I don't know if it's one of those things where it's just because he wants a contract or what, but if I can get consistent years, it's kind of like um, the Bud Dupree situation where, like, we we want to see him be successful but not because of a contract. And then when he gets the contract, he lets off the gas. We want to see him be that dominant while he gets the pit. Like, T.J. Watt, he got that big deal, and look at him. Yeah. Tied Michael Strahan's all-time sack record first year of the deal. I mean, he was injured, but at the end of the day, he's still giving it his all, and he's paid. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next guy is B.J. Finney. Finney, should they try to re-sign him? I thought B.J. Finney was on the Chargers. No, he's here. Remember, they, they uh, the, he, he signed that deal last year with the Seahawks, and the Seahawks traded him to the Bengals, and then in the offseason, the Bengals released him, and the Steelers re-signed him back. No, you're right. I thought who? I just the only reason I have BJ fans is because say they want to have Kendrick Green still develop under the center, and then they have two BJ Finney and this next person player I'm going to name develop help him develop. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't really. I think they need to like clean out full house. I mean, full clean out offensive line. Start. I mean, obviously there's a couple key players, but at the end of the day, I think they need to make huge changes, just because there's not been any consistency or progression with the offense. Consistent progression is the best word for it. All right, the next guy is J.C. Hassenhauer. I think he's a quality backup center. Um, I don't think Kendrick Green should be the starting center. I don't think he should be the starting center, though. So, I mean, maybe move him to guard or tackle, left or right, doesn't matter. Well, in college, he was an offensive guard. Like, he played – that was his position in college. Um, So, I mean, yeah, they could move him around and then try to get a different center, but – Well, in the one segment, I'll mention a center and think you should agree they should try to get – All right, the next guy is Chuksa Korfor. Should they no. try to resign him? I'm done with him. I can't stand him. All right, then. That was easy. Uh, next one is Trey Turner. Should the Steelers try to resign him? It depends on who's out there for uh, O line. Um, well, he's these, been decent. Well, some of the, 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 the one the free agents the Steelers should try to get. There's a couple of guards that I mentioned. In there, I think if all else if all else fails, he should be a safe, another cheap, like a one year yeah. deal. 
And then but, until they find like the next. At the end of the day, I mean, that's that's the only thing. I don't think they're going to give him any big money or nothing like that. All right. The next guy is Ray Ray McLeod. Should the Steelers try to resign him? Because if they don't resign him, they're going to need a, ret- uh, a draft a returner. I'm sick and tired yeah. of Ray Ray McLeod. So well, I have a guy on one of these things you might like. Uh, Dwayne Haskins. He's a restricted free agent, so the Steelers Pick up his have to either – the Steelers can offer him a deal, or even if another team offers him, the Steelers have to match that offer. Uh, I think, yeah, just keep him, just because we don't know what we're going to be getting into with the quarterback position. Um, so why not keep him and Mason? Um, why not? I don't think he's going to get – if he's going to get more money somewhere else, he probably will go. But I think – Well, no, the Steelers would have to match that money if the other team's offering. What if they don't match it? Then he can go to that team. That's what I'm saying. Uh, if they offer more money and the Steelers don't want to pay it, I think, you know, we could be looking at that. All right, the next guy is Josh Dobbs. Should they try to re-sign him? I think he's a good IQ guy. Um well, yeah, he's always the one that, you always can see with the iPad, the tablet, and he's looking at breaking down. Okay, this is where I think he's good to have, keep just because of what he can bring off the field. Because obviously, he wasn't getting like this year, he's not going to be in throwing the ball. I mean, he's got the other well, guys there. I think I think he must be a nice guy that say you don't resign, like say you don't resign like Dwayne Haskins and you go and get like a rookie QB. He'd be a nice guy to have to have him break down film and like stuff with the young rookie QB. And the thing the best thing about it is is the Steelers could um not get a quarterback this year and build around try to build everything else around. And if Mason becomes a starter and Dwayne's the second guy, then Dobbs, Dobbs would be, the, be third the third guy. Yeah. And those guys aren't Big Ben, so who knows if one of them falls down, he'll be able to be up the backup. So, I mean, he's been well, here for a while, well, too, so he knows well, the playbook. Yeah, if the Steelers don't draft the QB, that, that I mean, you would have those three guys set, and then you could – go for like a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young in next year's draft class. And the final guy I have written down here is of, of the Steelers free agent should they try to sign is Robert Spillane. Yes. I think Robert Spillane has been a really good um, like a really good depth linebacker. He's really good at stopping the run. His problem is he can't stop. He's not good at pass coverage. He's not good coverage. at pass coverage, no. Devin Bush has been pretty decent in pass coverage, but he is horrible at the run right now because he can't – he just isn't – I don't think he's committed to tackling. I just don't think that – I think he's still worried about his knee. Like his yeah, ACL. I don't think he's mentally back to where he used to be because that guy used to hit. He was getting interceptions. He looked really good his first two years. No, it was just, he played – remember he got injured in 2020, so that was his second year. Was, yeah, no, I'm sorry, his, his first year is the his one first and second was, year, he was looking pretty good until the injury. Yeah. Then he was out, and, and now he just – he hasn't been the same. I mean, I've seen a couple plays where he's starting to hit now. 
Yeah, he's starting to feel like his 2019, 20, like I mean, his 2019 self, where he's like getting after the quarterback. Yeah, he's, getting at, so, he's going after the ball. He's tackling. The one thing about the Steelers is they'll always give people like that a chance. So I think yeah. next year he's going to have to step it up. Um, yeah, because well, he's in his third year or his fourth year, his final year of his rookie contract. Yeah, he his, is. This should be his third. If he got injured in his that, second year. Yeah, and that that, that second now we're in the third counts. year. Now we're in the third year. Now we're in the third. He'll be going year. into his fourth year. Mm-hmm. All right, now we have some – now I wrote down some free agents the Steelers should try to get. Uh, I have, The first free agent I have is Brandon Sheriff, a guard from the football team. Is there a line good over there, or is it okay? Well, he's kind of one of the main pieces of that O-line. I mean, it don't hurt to have a veteran experience um, on a line, so it doesn't matter. I just haven't watched him enough to get an accurate take uh, on it. The next guy I have is Teron Armstead. He was a tackle from the New Orleans Saints. I mean, again, I think, you know, they just have to look at their their needs. And, you know, they can have the guys who are there now as depth – um, but who they can get in the starting position. So, I don't know. I mean, if he helps us and he's better than what we got, why not? Why not take a chance and go get him, try to change it up, try to – I mean, they're going to have a new offensive coordinator coach or offensive line coach. Line coach. So, I mean, why not give him some new pieces to mesh him with the old pieces? And my thing is, what are the Steelers going to be doing with Zach Banner? That's my question. Yeah, I don't know why they re-signed him and then only he's only – are they not – they use him in special team packages. Yeah, are they not sure if his ACLs, like how he. His, They're very skeptical about him this year. So, yeah, because he's coming off the ACL injury. Like I said before, I think they should give him a chance to make a start. Uh, so you're saying uh, use him as the right tackle and Dan Moore Jr. And they, so you're saying the starting tackle should be Dan Moore Jr. and Zach Barron next year? Yeah, Dan Moore has shown really good. Well, yeah, because next promise. year it would be Dan Moore Jr., Kevin Dotson, and then whoever you want the center to be, and then uh, whoever's the right guard, and then Zach Barron. And the uh, best part about it is, is we saw um, – Because that would be a young offensive line right there. We saw Dan Moore – Basically, play really well on Miles Garrett. Yeah, he had zero sacks that game. I think he had one tackle. Like he yeah. had horrible, horrible numbers. Dan Moore's a rookie, so I mean, I can't, I can't put my, I can't count out him or Ken or Kendrick Green, but I think you know he's been getting better and going against one of those. He's one of the best pass rushers in the game. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a huge thing for him. So. All right, next guy I have the Steelers try to get is Cam Robinson. He's a tackle from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, how many more linemen do you got on there? Well, I have uh, I have two more. What are the two more? I have Morgan Moses, who's a tackle, or I guess a guard. Slash tackle for the Jets, and I have Trent Brown, who's a tackle for the Patriots. So same thing with all those guys. You know what I mean? Like if they can get him, he he's gonna show elevation and help whoever's gonna be at QB position. 
go for it. If not, you're, you're at where we're at. Well, next two have our cornerbacks. Like, to see if we can get some veteran experience if Joe Hayden does leave. I have Stefan Gilmore and Patrick Peterson. You could also – oh, that would be safety. Well, actually, no. I actually also have J.C. Jackson. Um, is another I think, one. I think they do need cornerback cornerback help. Cornerback help. Um, wouldn't hurt that Stephon Gilmore, veteran experience, teach the younger guys. Um, and then obviously Patrick Peterson is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. So I mean, doesn't then, hurt, only helps. And then I have JC Jackson, who's a cornerback for the New England Patriots. He was he had a really good he's season. really good too. Uh then I have like I have a one quarterback written down. I have Jameis Winston. And for quarterback, for quarterback, yeah, they could also go get like we went over this couple. Well, yeah, we had ago. like Mitchell Trubisky, but I think the Marcus most. Mariota. I said this last time. It's it, there's going to be two options unless you have, um, unless you have like Aaron Rodgers, um, Deshaun Watson, or Russell, or Russell Wilson. Wilson. Those are start now quarterbacks. They're going to give Mason Rudolph a chance over whoever else comes over here. Mm-hmm. And then whenever his time expires, whatever, they can have a rookie quarterback sit behind Mason Rudolph and learn. Obviously Mason Rudolph is not the quarterback you he's want. Not, he's not a or. he's not an he's not a he's a serviceable quarterback. He's not gonna go out and win you a Super Bowl or take you to the postseason. He'll get you close, he'll win you some games, but he's not gonna get you highlight wins. He'll get you like a high draft pick, like some between the ten and fifteen range. Yeah, but he is not like he's not, um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Burrow, blah blah blah. But he can he he can get you there, and they could also just hold and wait until the next draft. Yeah. This is not a heavy QB no, draft. No, this QB class is not that good. Yeah, so it wouldn't surprise me if any of this happened because that's just how the Steelers are. All right. Well, I have some defensive line help. I have Solomon Thomas, like to get like some nose tackle help because Carlos Davis this year hasn't been healthy, and then they waived Isaiah Bugs. So I thought maybe Solomon Thomas would be a nice help piece. Yeah, it could work. And then I have some linebacker help. I have. Leighton Vander Esch because the Cowboys didn't pick up his option. Oh, God, I hate that guy. So, I thought maybe he could be some help with the linebackers. Uh, I have a tight end coming over. I have Evan Ingram, the Giants tight end. He's going to be a free agent. It's just, for that, it's not a dire need in my eyes. I think Kevin, I mean, not Kevin. Um, I think Pat Fryermoos a good, good tight end, and then I think um, Zach Gentry is a really good tight end. He can block, he can catch. He had pretty good catches against the Ravens, so I don't think if you don't. That's like a luxury thing to me. Like if you want to make that leap, you can, but if everything else is taken care of, yeah, I just thought maybe because if since Eric Ebron. Is might not be is, is not going to be back next year. I just thought maybe get like Evan Ingram and help. Like you have Ingram, Fire Fire Moves going to be your number one, 
But Gentry, I don't know if you want to put him at two. Maybe get like somebody else. Unless you want to go all young tight ends. I I, I have faith in Zach Gentry, and I don't think they're going to address the tight end position because I don't think they need to right now. And then the last guy I have is Rashad Penny. I think they need to get Najee a one-two. Like, so somebody that can yeah. – they can sub Najee out and throw, put somebody else in. Uh, right, he's Rash- going. He's going to be out of this league in six years. I think Rashad he's just getting Penny, killed. I think Rashad Penny would be a perfect one. I mean, why not? Um, another guy that could possibly be looking at, he's going to be a little higher on the price tag, is Melvin Gordon. Yeah, he would be a nice one too. I think and, him and uh, Javante Williams – Say that right. Yeah. I think they were pretty good one-two punch. Um, it took a little bit for Williams Javante, to like get up to speed, speed. But look at how they're, they they complement each other. And Melvin Gordon had a really good game against the Chiefs. Yeah. He had a really good game he against the Chiefs. He broke a run where he, like, did a jump cut and then went up. and up. All right. Next, we're going to do the Steelers draft needs. I have – Quarterback, offensive line, defensive line, cornerback, safety, and linebacker. Ecker. Some of the guys I have for the draft they could look at. We'll start with the quarterbacks. I have Sam Howe, Carson Strong, Malik Willis, and Desmond Ritter. I left out Matt Corral and Kenny Pickett because I feel like those guys will go too high. Because the Steelers would have to find a way to trade up for those guys. So I have uh, Sam Howell, Carson Strong, Malik Willis, and Desmond Ruin, and Bailey Zapp, the quarterback from Western Kentucky. I feel like those guys could be in the range that the Steelers pick. Pick. Uh, also, for offensive tackles, I have Trevor Penning, Zion Johnson, Darian Kennard, Max Mitchell, Abraham Lucas, and Tyler Linderbaum. I feel like Tyler Linderbaum, they could go, they could move Kendrick Green to guard where he played in college and then draft Linderbaum and be, to be the center. Linderbaum is really good. Max Mitchell, I uh, Kevin Dotson played with him and Louise in college. They can move Dan Moore Jr. to the right side tackle, and then put Max Mitchell at uh, at left. Trevor Penning's a nice one. Uh, for for defensive tackles. I feel like they could get some depth behind Tyson Alualu. Uh Haskell Garrett, he's a tack D tackle from Ohio State. This one was interesting to me, even though they list him as a fullback. Uh Connor Hayward is Cameron Cam Hayward's brother. I feel like maybe the Steelers could convince him to switch from fullback to defensive tackle and have him play next to his brother. And then the last D tackle I was Perion Winfrey, a D tackle for Oklahoma.
And then I have some cornerbacks I feel like the Steelers should try to get draft if they don't want to re-sign Hayden. Uh, I have Kobe Bryant, uh, Darion Kendrick, Roger McCurry, Riley Moss. Those are some options they could draft. Uh, draft if they don't want to go and try to get a veteran corner. Or just have sit behind uh, Joe Hayden. Yeah. Uh, this is a thing. I have this this player they would have to draft in the first round. This was if – I would say if the Steelers cut Joe Schobert, I feel like this guy they could look at to replace him. And it would be the Devin Devin show. I have Devin Lloyd from the University of Utah as an option they could use. Schobert's been good this year. I wouldn't want to move on from him. He's been really good. Yeah, but his contract's going to be the big question mark. Like, are they? Is he going to be willing to reduce some of that salary? Because if not, I would cut him and try to go and get like a Devin Lloyd or a Kobe Dean or a – you can trade him too. Braden Smith or Brandon Smith. And then I also have some tight ends that you could replace like Eric Ebron with. Uh Jeremy Rucker, Trey McBride, Isaiah Likely. Ikeley. Ikeley. Jeremy Rucker's obviously the tight end from Ohio State. Trey McBride's the tight end from Colorado State, and then Isaiah Likely is the tight end from Coastal Carolina. I also wrote down some receivers to replace, like, if they can't re-sign Juju or James Washington or Ray Ray McLeod. I have Romeo Dubs from University of Nevada. I have Trey Turner from Virginia Tech. And I have Jamison Williams the receiver from Alabama. I feel like Jameson Williams would be a nice, like, replacement for Ray Ray McLeod because he can do kick returns and everything. It's that how long is his ACL going to take the heel? Is he going to be ready for the start of the NFL season, or is he going to – take a while, but Jameson Williamson would be a nice replacement for Ray Ray McLeod, except you would have to spend a first-round pick on him. And then I wrote some safeties down if they don't re-sign Terrell Edmonds. I have Jaquan Brisker from Penn State and Daxton Hill from uh, Michigan. Those are some people in the draft they could help fill the roster with or replace some players if they choose not to go in the free agency route. Yeah, that is true. But they do have a... Well, I also could have put in, like, Chris Olave or Gary Wilson, but I feel like some of those receivers, or Drake London... Those guys could be some receiver, like to replace Juju and James Washington. 
if they want to, but Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave would all cost first-round picks. And I don't know if the Steelers are going to be willing to spend a first-round pick on a receiver. I don't think so. It's not a position in need right now. Uh, well, if if you let go of like Ray Ray McLeod and James Washington and uh and uh, if you let go of Ray Ray McLeod, Juju, and James Washington, you you're left with three receivers you need to fill because you would the only contracts you would have under next year would receivers under contract would be Claypool and. Johnson, you won't have two other guys to fill in those spots. Yeah, you I won't think it's have one, a of those, it's one of those positions they would have to go. Because uh, the free agency, wise. the only top receiver to go out and get would be Devontae Adams, but well, the Packers are going to franchise tag him, it sounds like. and then, But then you have A.J. Green, who's another guy, but I don't know if he would be willing to spend the money to go get AJ Green. Chris Godwin. He's gonna cost a lot though. He's gonna have want money. Like a long, yeah, but are you gonna be willing to spend that's what a I'm saying. Is it depends deal? on depends on the quarterback. They want to wait and draft. They can build around. They'd have to sign a rookie contract or whatever. Yeah. I would could, if I were the Steelers, I would try to go for like a Sam Howell or Carson Strong or Malik Willis. Like one of these rookie QBs, because then you would have the money be able to spread out. Well, look what going. New England did with Mac I don't Jones. think they're I don't think they're gonna go QB this year, uh draft wise. Uh I wouldn't mind Tyler Linderbaum because I feel like you could kick Kendrick Green to guard where his natural position is and put Linderbaum as your center. Yeah, the problem with Kendrick Green is he's too damn small. Well, yeah, he's, he doesn't get to push forwards. Like, if this was the offensive lineman, he's not pushing back. He's put, he's getting pushed back, and he's not pushing forwards. Like, he's not pushing the guys forwards to get to the second level. Oh, yeah, that was our uh, little uh, Steelers spiel. Okay, for our next segment, we're going to be doing our NFL awards. Um, so the season's over. We're in playoff mode. So we're going to start off with um, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, I'm going to have to say Jamar Chase. I think Mac Jones obviously helped switch the um, Patriots around, but you got to take uh, into consideration that Jamar Chase – Caught, what, three touchdowns against the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah. Well, Kansas City's defense also is not that good. It, it's it's it, it's back. It's been better. Yeah, they show occasional, like, this is good. They're good. Yeah. So, and that's the reason they won against the Broncos, too. So, mm-hmm. I think, you know, he's just been very, very, very good this year. He's been lethal. And so, I think. Also, yep. Joe Burrow and him play at LSU together. And that so. connection is real. You can see it. So, I think he's clearly won that. So, I think Jamar Chase for me. I have the same. I have Jamar Chase, too, for all the same reasons, mainly. All right, for defensive rookie of the year, I have Micah Parsons. 13, no 13 sacks. I think he... 
I think what what I can't remember what the rookie record is for sacks, but he's pretty close to it. But other than that, there's no question he's defensive rookie of the year. Same with me. I mean, next we have is comeback player of the year. I have Dak Prescott. I I have Joe Burrow. Joe Shiesty is going to win it this year. Uh, probably not because, you know, Dallas Cowboys, I mean, it's just publicity thing. That's why Aaron Donald's the defensive player of the year instead of T.J. Watt last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think Joe Burrow came off an injury on a very worse team. And took them from being worse to took first. Took them from being at the bottom of the division to the top. They won their first AFC champion, uh, their AFC North division. They won. No, the division. they didn't win their first. They've had this is their fifth division. No, title. like I'm saying, first in a while. Like they they haven't done yeah. this in a really long time. It's been the Steelers, Ravens, Browns have been out there. No, the Browns never won. It. Browns are zero. They've never won the division. The Steelers have won the division. Nine times, and the Ravens have won at six. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens finished last in the division. <laughs> they dropped their last six games. So, All right, so, and now we're going to go to MVP. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP for me. Uh, same with me. Dude has a busted toe, and he's throwing and all he's these. he's still he's throwing. Being fuck, he's being magical. And I, I don't know, I don't know. I can't, I can't complain about him. Uh, offensive player of the year is is Cooper Cup for me. I mean, the guy almost broke Calvin Johnson's like single season uh, receiving total because I think he was only off by like three receptions. This or guy, maybe it was four. This guy Cooper Cup is lethal. He, he has been lights out, and I think this last game, um, obviously, you know, they lost, but I think this game, or wait, I don't know. But yeah, the last couple game. Of game, yeah, I think he separated him, himself from Jonathan Taylor, who dropped to the Jaguars. So I think that this just gets him the extra push. Um, yeah, and then for coach of the year, we I both have Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, horrible team last year. They win the AFC North. Not much else to say there. Huge turnaround, and it, he's been coaching really well. He's not making stupid decisions like the Chargers coach. And then our final award, Defensive Player of the Year, no question at all, T.J. Watt. Watt. Uh, I mean, who else has 22 and a half sacks this year? Nobody. The closest is 18. Exactly. This guy has been. How many times do we have to beat down the door for this guy to win defensive player of the year? I personally think this should be his third one. I think this is personally should be his third one. But whatever. I thought he had it in the bag last year, but. Nope. Aaron Donald guy. He finished second. And defensive player of the year voting last that was, year. That was ridiculous. That made me mad. I was very mad. Weren't we all mad? I mean, that just – it didn't make any sense, but I guess whatever. But, uh, yeah, I'll wrap up the uh, NFL awards. All right. Now we're going to talk some NBA. For the first 
thing for first we're going to talk about a trade that happened today between the New York Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks. The New York Knicks acquired Cam Reddish, Solomon Hill, a 2025 second round pick. The Atlanta Hawks got Kevin Knox and a 2022 first round pick. I don't know, what are your thoughts on the Knicks reuniting the two Duke team, teammates that played at Duke together, R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish? They just got to go get Zion. No, I'm joking. Um, I think... Totally. I think, if they would have kept their first-round pick, they could have gotten Zion. Yeah, I think this is... I think it's a good trade for both parties. Um, new scenery um, for both... Guys, I'm a, I like Kevin Knox personally, but, you know, at the end of the day, it looks like the Knicks are trying to figure out what they're trying to do over there because last year they were fourth in the East, and I think they're out they're, – they're, they're 11th in the East. They're on the outside looking in right now. Um, I'll get an accurate number on that real fast. Um, they're 11th in the East because last they night are. they beat the – they beat the oh, – who did they beat – who did they play last night? I can't remember. They played the. Um, Who did the Knicks play? They like? played the. They played the Mavericks and they beat the doors off of them. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. But I think it's good for both players, especially Kevin Knox, because it seems like Kevin Knox this year has just been riding the bench. Like he hasn't seen much playing time. Exactly. That's what they do about uh, Derek Jones Jr. And I think Cam Reddish. Well, I think. Him being back with like a familiar face, a familiar teammate, a guy he played with at Duke together. I feel like those two can feed off each other. Other. Yeah, the Knicks currently are at eleventh, and the Hawks are at twelfth. Um, but there's a pretty decent gap in between them. I just think Cam Reddish and R.J. Barrett being back together. And R.J. Barrett's been starting to progress really well this year. I think those two will feed off each other because they played at Duke together. So they're used to playing with one another. And we see how that is in the NFL. So who knows? Um, I want to talk a little bit about Lance Stevenson, um, who came back finally uh, to the Pacers. That dude's been balling over there. I don't know why he ever left because it seems like he was he's comfortable there. The only problem is, is he a starter? Does he come off the bench or is he a starter? Um, I don't. I think the reason they signed him wasn't because TJ McConnell got hurt or he had like some surgery. McConnell's out wrist. for the year. Yeah, he did, he hurt his wrist if I remember reading. So his last game against the Celtics, he had six points. Um, I forget what game it was. There was one that was of recent that he played. And they played the Celtics again, and they two back-to-back Celtic games. Um, let me look here. He had 14 points in that one. And then there was another game that he played. I think it was the one Kyrie Irving returned um, to the roster. I mean, to the lineup for the Nets. And they played the Nets. Yeah, I think it was. I think he had, like, 30 points. Um I'm trying to find it if I can get the – yeah, here we go. Um, he came 
and he played and he had 30 points. Um, yeah. DeMontis Sabonis had 32. So he almost led all scorers coming off the bench. I think this guy, you know, ever since he he was on the Lakers roster, he just kind of like dissipated into that, you know, role where they start going to different areas and playing different, you know, leagues and stuff like that. Yeah. And then once the, the NBA implemented like the 10-day savior thing because of all the COVID and stuff, uh, he had a couple. He was on a couple teams, and he came back for the Indiana Pacers. Well, he was and, on the Atlanta Hawks, and then he played in the G League. He was on that Grand Rapids drive, or the Grand Rapids, the new G League team. They changed it. The Grand Rapids Gold, I think they were called. He played on, and then he went. Atlanta called him up, and then he was on Atlanta, and then I guess Atlanta. Didn't offer him another contract, so Indiana picked him up again. Yeah, and Indiana, he's been very important to uh, their their team. I mean, they're not winning games. I think they have really they have a really stacked roster, but I just I don't know if it's like working. Yeah, they might trade off a lot of yeah, pieces. Yeah, Levert, DeMontis Sabonis, possibly Miles I heard Turner. Cleveland, the Cavaliers are interested in, Karis I Levert. think, Levert and Turner. What What do we need another big guy for? Yeah, you shift Jared Allen off. Oh, right? no, we're not giving them Jared Allen. That'd be a stupid mistake. Well, no, but Levert would be a nice guy, but I feel like who would you have to give up? To uh, get Levert. They've also been trying to get Eric, Eric Gordon from the Rockets, too. Yeah, that'd be a nice, another nice one. But, yeah, I mean, Indiana's. It seems like Rick Carlisle wants to do it his way. Which means tear down and build up. Yeah. So I think they have to do have power. I just don't think it's it mixes together the right way. All right, uh, Clay Thompson made a return back to the uh, NBA. He was playing the Cavs. He uh, put up like seventeen points on Sunday. Yes, he did. Um, yeah, he dunked on somebody. Yeah, this guy came back. He was ready to go. I mean, everyone, everyone in the NBA wanted this guy to come back. I mean, we've been waiting for a while now. It was a. T- I think it was two like years. Th- yeah, he got injured. It was twenty eighteen. Was the last time he played. Last he, time he played he Kawhi. Tore, he tore, Kawhi was in Toronto. I think LeBron was still in Cleveland. No, he wasn't. Oh, was he on the Lakers? He was, he was in Lakers, but uh, Anthony Davis was still on in the New Orleans. Pelicans. Well, Speaking yeah, he, of which. He tore his ACL in 2019. Then he tore his Achilles in 2020. So he didn't. He, he had like two years off. Yeah, literally. I, I think it's going to take him a little bit to get back up to uh, pace, but I think you know, it's good to see him come back. And um, I think he can help them get to the postseason. Um, another thing that I want to talk about is should the Lakers try to – Ship Russell Westbrook out. Not only Russell Westbrook, but should they try to move on from Anthony Davis? Oh, hell no. Um, the problem is, is Anthony Davis has been such an inconsistent – um, you mean health wise? Health wise, very inconsistent, and he's been giving up costly games. So I know so it's not in the best interest. See, but the thing is, is the Lakers want to be stupid like they were off all off season this year, 
or do they want to be smart, trade him away while he's at a high value, get high return back for him? And then what if, you know, what if he keeps getting injured and he's one of those, those you know, guys that pan out of the league? I mean. My only problem is that with the, uh, me, I agree with the Russell Westbrook trade because I just think Russell Westbrook doesn't work. It didn't work out for him in L.A. and being in the Lakers. Well, I think they just put too much ball dominant players. Yeah, like everybody want ball, ball. Give, give me the ball. I want me. It was more like what they want to like get their. They want points. They want their own stats more than. Yeah. Hey, I'll give you the ball. Di- here, dish it I think, off. I think Westbrook will be fine on a different team. I don't think he's going to Lakers because LeBron is. I think the trade I came up with was trade Russell Westbrook to the uh, Chicago Bulls and get Kobe White off of Chicago. They're going to need more draft stuff Mm. from the Bulls. Kobe White's good, but he is not like a Russell Westbrook resume type deal. Or like trade Russell Westbrook to the Rockets, back to the Rockets for like Eric Gordon or something like that. Um, I could see him possibly going to, um, or do like a like Sixers trade, get like Ben Simmons or Sixers. Something. Sixers would be a good thing. Like get Ben Simmons or somebody yeah. like that. They could do that because they're trying to get rid of Tobias Harris now. So well, I yeah, could possibly see you know the, John Beaton and Russell Westbrook the, playing together. The Sixers GM is somehow obsessed with trying to get James Harden. <laughs> off of the nets. Like, Good why? Luck. That guy's not coming off of that roster because they want they want to win now. That's what the whole yeah. point of this is. They want to win now. And that's why Kyrie Irving's just magically back. They're like, oh, we're not changing. But, oh, well, with COVID, we, we, uh, yeah, we're going to have to bring him back. I'm like, you idiots, you should have just had him play off away games the whole time. Well, yeah, they can't play. He can't play home games because of New York State law, or New York State something where it's for their venues. Yeah, I mean, but they can make they can get him to play. He can play home games, but it would cost them like a fine or something. Ridiculous. I mean, it's better than Ben Simmons getting fined right now for not even showing up to like any practices or anything. So, yeah, um, I would definitely – that could be interesting. But we're going to pan out of that a little bit and go to uh, the NBA All-Star game, which is going to be held in Cleveland this year. Um, obviously, voting's open. So, me and, me and Samuel went on, did some uh, voting. So, for the West, um, I picked uh, Steph Curry, Donovan Mitchell, Christian Wood, Paul George, and Nikola Jokic. Um, I picked Curry because um, I don't need to explain this at all. Um, Stephen Curry has been probably the most dominant point guard in the league right now. And then Donovan Mitchell, I just like Donovan Mitchell. Realistic-wise, I think John Morant's going to get in because that guy's been playing like an MVP. He's playing out of his mind. Christian Wood has been really good this year, so why not? And I'm sick and tired of seeing LeBron in here every year, but I guarantee you he's going to get in. Paul George, he's been playing really, really, really well. Um, He's making up for the slack of uh, Kawhi Leonard not being there. So I think he's worthy of getting that spot. And then Nikola Jokic is 
uh, probably been the most consistent center in the West. Uh, could see possibly Carl Anthony Towns, but on like the reserve. Could be another one. Yeah, them on the reserve, but I think he's the best uh, starting center out there with obviously Anthony Davis being out. So who'd you uh, have for the West? I had obviously Steph Curry as the point guard. I have Ja Morant making the as a starter. I have Christian Wood making it as the starting power forward. I have LeBron James making it as the starting small forward, and then Nikola Jokic as the starting center. Pretty solid. Um, you just did logistics. I think George, uh, Wood would get bumped for George. He might. He might make the reserves. Yeah, I have though. a feeling George might make it over him. But I just think because Wood's been playing out of his mind with uh, on that bad Rockets team. Yeah, him and him and Jay the guy he's getting fights with, Kevin Porter Jr. Um, for the East, um. I'm going with Darius Garland as a point guard. Um, I think this guy has been really good. Um, he's been dishing up. I think he, uh, Donovan Mitchell came out last night after he played, um, which the Cavs did beat the Jazz and by a large margin. Um, they said He said, you know, Darius Garland wasn't getting buckets, but he was still an impactful player. He had his triple-double, yeah. his first triple-double. He's just been playing really good ball. I think he's probably – been proving himself and then with all the injuries and stuff like that I mean he's had a chance to shine um my my shooting guard I'm gonna go DeMar DeRozan um you can't count this this dude's been amazing um you gotta think right he came from San Antonio where he looked like he didn't want to play he didn't look right well I think they were also playing him in the wrong position like it's not his natural position yeah and then he came up now he's in Chicago. They're playing at the position that he's used to playing at. And you now we all know how that's working. And then if you really look at it, he looks he looks like he's enjoying himself. Yeah. Like he looks like he's enjoying he looks like playing he's, basketball. He loves playing basketball again. It looks like when he was in Toronto. When he was in San Antonio, it looked like he hated everything about it. So I'm happy for Demar. Um, I'm going with Kevin Durant. Um, there's no question about it. This guy's the best player in the world right now. He's the top scorer right now. Uh, I have to pick Embiid. Um, he's been the only one, you know. Like the only dominant center in the East. Yeah, and then um, to cap it all off, Jared Allen. Jared Allen's had an amazing season. He can block the ball. He can play really good defense. And then he can go out and dunk and make plays. And I think he's been extremely dominant. And I could see Giannis making it on here and – you know, like how everything is. I still think Jared Allen will make the, the I, All-Star yeah, team. Yeah, I still, I still think he'll make the All-Star team. I just don't think he'll make it as a starter. Like for me, for what I have, I have Darius Garland as the starting point guard. DeMar DeRozan as the starting shooting guard. I have Kevin Durant playing starting small forward. I have Giannis as the starting power forward. And I have Embiid playing as a starting center. I still think Jared Allen will make the all-star team. I just think he'll make it as a reserve. Yeah, I think more he's than been, a I think he's been a really good starter. He's been playing really good ball. Um him, him, Allen, and Evan Mobley. Mobley. Them guys have been 
I just th- I think Evan Mobley will make the All Star team. I just think he'll make it as a on the Rising Stars roster with the USA versus World game. I think that's where he'll make the team All Star game. I think he'll I think he'll get Rookie of the Year too. I don't think. I think that'll be Cade Cunningham because I feel like they're no. gonna end up giving it to the first overall pick. No. I feel bad for Cade Cunningham though. Anthony Everett was the first pick, and they gave it to the three. Lamelo Ball, yeah. Yep. And Lamelo Ball was injured half the season. Yeah, Evan Mobley has to play out of his mind though on the back half. I mean, because they could give it to who was the second pick, Jalen Green. He could be another one. Jalen Green's been it. good, but not great. And then, I mean, I mean, what about Evan Mobley has been the most consistent. He what about looks Josh really good. Giddy? I don't know. I'm just throwing he's, up. He's been part of a, a team rebuild who's been scraping the bottom for three or four years now without LeBron. So, I have to say him, Allen, and Darius Garland. And Colin Sexton was trying to help last year, and then he got injured. And here we are watching Darius Garland uh, take over the helm. All right. And then for our uh, final segment for today, we're going to be doing the uh, NBA games to watch for this week. So starting off with Thursday, I have Warriors at Bucks. Or yeah, yeah, Warriors, Warriors at Bucks. are at Bucks. Yeah, be a good game to watch. Um, see uh, Giannis go against the Splash Brothers, who are officially back. Um, so why not? That's at uh, Milwaukee. Um, I'm gonna go with the Warriors for this one. Uh, so I think that'd be a pretty interesting matchup to watch. Uh, then we got for Friday. I picked. I put down the Warriors and Bulls. Uh, the Bulls right. got blown out yesterday, though, by the Nets. Yeah, I saw the final score. Um, so hopefully they can bounce back. Okay, yeah, it makes sense now. Yeah, they can bounce back against the Warriors, but I don't know. And then I think you have late. No, you don't have Lakers Nuggets because that's another game they highlighted. Highlighted for some reason. The Lakers didn't they lose the uh, the Kings last night? Did they? <laughs> I don't know, but did you see the thing the Kings did? They said, like, coldest player of the game, and it was, like, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, because Brick City. Uh, and then for Saturday, I said Bulls-Celtics. Good, a- um, not AFC, Eastern Conference matchup. Um, looks like the Celtics are trying to push it back up to the top. Um, Jalen uh, Jalen Brown and um, – Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. They had 30 bombs last night, both of them. They've been playing really well. Um, so I think it would be a good game to watch, and they get to go against the number one seed in the East at the moment. Sunday, uh, I had the Jazz at um, Jazz at Nuggets. Um, I don't think there was many games on that day. So I think that would be a pretty good game to watch. See, uh, Hopefully Rudy Goldberg is back. Sat- see that we have center. football on Saturday. Yeah. Hopefully we can see um uh Rudy Gobert back and get like that that center matchup with uh Nikola Jokic and Rudy Gobert. I think it'd be a good one. Um then for the Monday game, I wrote something horribly wrong on here. Hold on. We'll get a I have the Nets at Cavs. I think, oh, I, got a, the Nets. I think this is a good game because 
Last year, Colin Sexton owned the Nets, but this is at Cavs, so we're probably going to see an absolute blowout because Kyrie Irving would be able to play. So James Harden and uh, Kevin Durant are all back. They're playing each other. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope hope I hope the guys can pull it out, but at the end of the day, Nets are a super team, and they look like the only super team in the league right now. Other than the Warriors, but yeah. it looks like it's not like a bunch of people adding to that. It just looks like Stephen Curry's balling. So, I don't know. I think that'll be a good matchup to watch for Monday. For Tuesday, I had Timberwolves and Knicks. That's uh, hopefully um, the trade. Uh, we could see Cam Reddish play, and then Anthony Edwards uh, play real good in Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Decent game. I don't think there was much to pick from that either. And then mm-hmm. Wednesday, I picked Cavs and Bulls. So I've been favoring the Bulls and the Warriors. Bulls are gonna be that Cavs Bulls game is gonna be fun. So yeah, it'll be like fun, interesting games because I just want to see like some of these teams. Excuse me, like some of these teams that are high up in the uh, East. I want to see if they can beat the teams that are up there. You know, like the Nets are two, Chicago's at one, Miami's at three. They beat Miami. They beat Milwaukee. Um, Philadelphia actually rose to five, and Boston's at ten right now. So, and then Washington's fallen down the pole to nine, and then Toronto has rose to eight. So, it's all up in the air right now in the East. Um, The only two teams that really have no chance of anything right now look like the Magic and the Pistons. Pistons and possibly Indiana. But uh, Atlanta, New York, Boston, Washington, Toronto, Charlotte, Cleveland, Philly, Milwaukee, Miami, Brooklyn, Chicago. They look pretty good. And then it's it's close all around. I mean, the Portland Trailblazers who just lost Damian Lillard to uh, abdominal surgery, so – I don't know if they're going to be aggressive or if they're just going to let it go for this season. Get get a couple good, like get a good draft pick, maybe get. Well, yeah, I think CJ McCollum's not back yet either. Yeah, I mean, so I guess if they want to win now, which I don't think they're at, I think they can get a good draft pick for next year. Kind of like the Warriors did with James Wiseman. Yeah, they threw away. They didn't do well that one season, and they ended up getting. The second overall pick. Yeah, so, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to do it that way, so I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, I think this is going to be the end of uh, Episode 7. Um, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you uh, go follow our Instagram, and it's uh, sans.sports, SNS Sports. Um, make sure you go give us a follow. Uh, let us know on Instagram. Shoot us a DM if you want us to uh, – you want to see anything different or have us answer some questions for you guys, just let us know in uh, DMs on Instagram. But uh, I'm Sal Morris signing off. I'm Samuel Gass signing off. Have a good night.